Hello, hello! Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news update for Thursday, November the 5th. I hope you are doing well. Let's, uh, let's talk about some video games, shall we? First things first, I want to talk about Dragon Quest XI-S, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition. It's a lengthy, a lengthy title there. Uh, the game now has a 10-hour demo that is available on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 ahead of its release on December 4th. And, I mean, you know, 10 hours. That's one of the more substantial demos to come out in a long time. Although, you know, that's likely proportional to how long the game is. Now, Dragon Quest XI has already been available on those platforms for a while, but this is now the definitive edition of the game, which has only been on the Switch for the last year. It has some new features, some new improvements. And the nice thing is that if you do decide to play the 10-hour demo, which is kind of a game all in itself, uh, all of your progress is going to carry over if you decide to purchase the game. But hey, if you don't tend to play 50 to 80 hour games, then maybe the demo is all you need. The full source code for Watch Dogs Legion, the original source code, that's over 500 gigabytes of data, has actually been leaked to the public. Apparently, some online groups had gained access to the internal networks of both Ubisoft and Crytek, which is why many of Crytek's upcoming plans have been leaked recently as well. Now, what people can do with this source code, pr uh, pretty much there's two major things that people can do with it, or will do with it. Uh, one of them is modding. It makes it much easier to mod a game if you know the source code. And of course, piracy. And both of those things were likely to happen at some point. However, this is going to expedite and probably optimize the process. Ubisoft has commented that they are investigating the issue, but otherwise, I mean, it's out there in the world. There's not much they can do. I will say it is kind of funny that the game about hacking is itself one of the rare games to get completely hacked in real life. Is that just me? In a surprise release, Door Kickers 2 is now available in Steam Early Access. It does follow pretty closely in its predecessor's footsteps, Door Kickers, and if you've never seen it before, this is a top-down tactical military game that involves a whole bunch of planning and strategy. They give you these very close-quarter encounters where you're breaking into a building and taking down all the bad people. Uh, and it's the kind of thing where you're meant to perfect it over multiple attempts. So anyway, Door Kickers 2, it's initially launched with 20 missions, 15 of those in co-op, and a mission editor. And then they're hoping to launch out of early access in 12 to 16 months, which is then going to have around 100 missions, a bunch more thematic content, and then full Steam Workshop support. Uh, they have emphasized that modding is going to be a key component to playing the game long term. It was a pretty niche indie game, so I imagine most of you probably haven't heard of it, but I know it ended up building a pretty cool community. Okay, and our final story. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't yet had the chance to dive into them, but the reviews have dropped for Yakuza Like a Dragon. Feel free to read any of your choosing on OpenCritic. That's a really good site. That's OpenCritic.com instead of Metacritic. Uh, I did read one of them. It was by Kazuma Hashimoto for Polygon. It was quite good, if you uh, want to check that out. And I do also follow a number of journalists on Twitter who actually heavily praised the game, and in some cases were anxious for the embargo to lift so that they could share their thoughts. I saw many veiled comments before the embargo, saying, I'm playing a really cool game, but I can't talk about it. Uh, anyway, the reviews overall are pretty good, but there's obviously some critiques in there. If you want to pick up Yakuza, the game releases next week on November 13th. But hey, that's it, folks. It's a shorter show than usual. I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you are doing extremely well. I am back with the news tomorrow, and until then, happy gaming, everyone.
Hello, TGO After Show. So you might remember yesterday, I uh, ended off the show by saying I was going to play games with my best friend, which is something I haven't done in a very long time. And the plan was to play Halo, classic game for us. That was one of the firsts for us in terms of co-op. And uh, we get on Discord, we're all ready to go. And all of a sudden he realizes, wait a second, I have a 50 gigabyte update that I have to do. And I, I almost had a heart attack. Thankfully, he had some other games installed. We were able to instead just play Minecraft, another classic game for us. But I found it hilarious because with this friend in particular and and another friend of ours, uh, it was the three of us that would often play a lot of games basically in middle school. So that would have been uh, at the ages of 12 to 14. No, hold on. It would have been 2010, which means I would have been 12. Yeah, 12 to 14. And this was always the constant issue with those two. Anytime we were ready to play anything, after not having played it for a while, there was always an update. And then as we got older, it was just even more impossible. They would have to install it and make sure it actually got installed and whatnot. So it became a frequent occurrence for me that I would be like, hey, let's play some games, after not having played games for months. And they'd go, yeah, let's do it, yada yada. And then we'd all sit down to play, and then one of them would realize, oh, wait a second. The game isn't installed, or whatever. So then, for a solid few years after that, I would be like, okay, both of you have to make the promise that you're gonna boot up the game at least once before we start playing, to make sure they've, all the updates are there, you've installed the game, everything, and then, you know, we became adults and ran out of time. So it was just absolutely hilarious to me, because me and my friends here yesterday, we were like, okay, we're actually gonna do it this time. After all these years of, you know, being busy adults, we're gonna, we're gonna commit some time to this. And then we get there, we sit down. Oh, I have a 50 gigabyte update. Playing games wasn't even just the reminiscence, it was the setup to it. Anyway, anyway, I'm not complaining, it was funny. And uh, we ended up playing Minecraft anyway, which is always a good time. And I've got to say, you know, this doesn't happen very often when I'm playing on my own, but the time went by so fast. Like, we played for three hours, it felt like one. And most of the time when I'm playing games by myself, it would feel like three hours. But for whatever reason, any time that I play with somebody else, I don't know where the time goes. How does it happen so fast? Do you do you feel that as well? I'm not sure what does it. Maybe it's because you're having a conversation and typically talking with somebody is gonna make the time go faster. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I hope you're finding welcome distractions and taking care of yourselves. Take some breaks from social media, I implore you. And uh, that'll do it for today. I'll talk with you tomorrow. Cheers, folks. <laughs>